0: Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekend edition of Intelligent Medicine, wherein you can call, and you can come directly into the doctor's office, and you can pose a question or share question. An opinion, 877-726-8255, our number, that number available to you, 24-7-365, so maybe you're indisposed, you're in a car, you're at the pool, you're at the beach, and you're simply listening to the program, you don't want to call in, well, 877-726-8255 affords you an opportunity, off hours, to record a question. We'll be taking some of those later during the program, along with live calls. So uh, it's been a busy week on the health front. We have some uh, fascinating stories to share with you. How about this story? Have you heard about uh, the 13-year-old who was admitted to medical school? Yeah, shades of Doogie Howser, MD. And uh, also scary news about uh, a breakthrough case of polio. Polio hasn't been seen in the United States for nearly a decade what's up with that 8777268255 and also uh, a very interesting study that challenges the very basis of antidepressant therapy is it really a chemical imbalance that the drugs are correcting according to a new study it casts out on that notion. 877-726-8255. Okay, let's go on the big story of the week. President Biden came down with COVID. And it was just a matter of time. I just It, it amazes me that it's taken that long for him to get COVID because virtually everyone has had COVID. I'm getting uh, emails uh, saying that uh, this or that or the other patient has come down with COVID in spite of uh, all the precautions they've taken. And uh, there's a big surge because the BA-5 variant of Omicron is very infectious. It's even more transmissible than the very transmissible precursors, BA-2 and 3 and 4. And uh, it's now circulating around the globe, and we're seeing more and more cases. So uh, he is um, quadruple boosted or double boosted. He's gotten four shots. He's up to date with his boosters, and now he's receiving the drug Paxlovid. And so uh, it's kind of a stark contrast to what happened um, during the reign of President Trump, where in the pre-vaccine era, he came down with COVID and a relatively... Serious case of COVID. He, of course, uh, minimized it in his usual blustery way. But, uh, it was pretty serious. He was hospitalized. His uh, oxygen levels uh, declined somewhat alarmingly, according to accounts that emerged afterwards. And, uh, everything supposedly is going pretty well for President Biden. And that is being invoked by people like Anthony Fauci as yet another reason why we should take our boosters and why there are now uh, newly available medications like Paxlovid that'll make it much less likely that people will get very sick or die from covid but uh is there more a nuanced explanation for that and um i'm looking here An outfit called Our World in Data. It's not a partisan outfit. It's not, uh, they don't have an axe to grind against vaccinations or pro-vaccination. And it's a compilation with a graph that shows the COVID-19 weekly death rate by vaccination status in the United States for all ages. And if you look at the graph, there are actually three uh, graphs superimposed over one another. Uh, one is for... Uh, unvaccinated individuals. Another is for vaccinated individuals, but with no boosters. So they probably got uh, the Pfizer, the Moderna times two, or the J&J uh, times one. And then there's fully vaccinated plus booster. And if you look at the comparison, uh, of course, this only starts uh, around September 25th, 2021, when uh, vaccines uh, became generally uh, used. What they, what happened uh, in September of 2021, roughly, you know, it's about uh, 10 months ago, is that there was a big difference in terms of the death rate. People who were unvaccinated uh, died at a much higher rate than people who were uh, vaccinated or people who were boosted. And then uh, we get to a big surge, which happened over Christmas of 2021 into January and February of 2022, when a lot of people got COVID. That's when I got COVID, uh, in spite of having uh, two Pfizer vaccinations. And again, there's a big difference in the death rate. Uh, it's kind of like comparing uh, the Rocky Mountains uh, to the gentle slopes of uh, the Berkshire Mountains when it, you compare uh, unvaccinated individuals to people who are vaccinated or people who are vaccinated and had a booster on top of that. People fared a little better when they got the booster than if they were simply vaccinated. And then uh, you see a big decline overall in deaths, taking us up to the last date, which the graph records, which is April 30th, 2022. And what you see is a flattening out of the curve where, yes, the unvaccinated very slightly higher risk of dying but it's virtually indistinguishable from those who are fully vaccinated with no booster, the two-shot folks, or the fully vaccinated up-to-date people with uh, three and four boosters. And so uh, what I conclude from that is that uh, it's not so much that the vaccines are dramatically more effective, it's just that COVID is milder. It's more transmissible, for sure. People are getting it left and right, but it is much milder. And the COVID that Trump got was a much more vicious version of the virus than the virus that uh, Biden got. And you can compare their comorbidities. Uh, Yes, Trump was overweight also uh, in his 70s. Biden has atrial fibrillation, which is a risk factor. He's got some uh, asthma, respiratory problems. Uh, he's older than Trump was at the time that he got it. He's he's a little, you know, got to say it, he's a little bit frail. Uh, and you'd kind of worry if he caught it back in 2020 or 2021. But uh, nowadays, COVID is a, a different thing. And yeah, vaccination and boosting does confer some additional protection, but not that much uh, against something which is far less likely to result in hospitalizations and deaths. And by the way, there are still deaths, uh, hundreds of deaths uh, each week in the United States due to COVID, but by no means anything like the uh, terrible death toll that occurred earlier during the pandemic. And then there's the Paxlovid that he's taken. And uh, Paxlovid, by the way, the medication that uh, Fauci took when Fauci caught it uh, a few weeks ago, And what happened with Fauci was he took it, felt better, and then stopped, as is indicated. It's a five-day course. And then he suffered from Paxlovid rebound, and he felt even worse than he did before he took the Paxlovid, which is a familiar theme with that medication. There's an article here uh, from science.org. Bad news for Paxlovid? Coronavirus can find multiple ways to evade COVID-19 drug. And what they say here is they're doing a lot of lab studies uh, that show that the coronavirus is pretty ingenious. It can mutate in ways that make it less susceptible to Paxlovid, which is by far the most widely used of the two oral antiviral drugs authorized to treat COVID-19 at this point in the United States. Molnupiravir is another one. That's the Merck drug, the Pfizer drug, Paxlovid. And what it suggests is that when you put pressure on the virus, it escapes. It's like antibiotic resistance. It's viral resistance. Uh, the newly identified mutations have yet to become widespread, but mm, it's inevitable given the amount of infections out there and the number of people taking Paxlovid. It's going to happen. And uh, by the way, Paxlovid remains restricted to use in people with risk factors, making them more likely to develop severe COVID-19. So it's not, ev- not for everyone. It's not like, you know, you're a young, healthy person no comorbidities, I want the Paxlovid. No, it's going to make a difference because Pfizer earlier this month halted a large trial of the drug in standard-risk COVID-19 patients because it was failing to show statistically significant protection against death or hospitalization. So uh, this is what may happen with the Paxlovid. We uh, certainly wish the president well and hope that he recovers. Also a concern, will he have an aftermath? Will he suffer from fatigue? Will he suffer as some people have particularly people who show uh, mild cognitive impairment, uh, sort of pre-dementia, they are more likely to suffer cognitive problems. uh, Sort of a low double-digit percentage of older individuals, uh, even after relatively mild COVID, may drop a few IQ points. So it's not so much what's going to happen in the here and now. He'll be fine in my opinion, and in the opinion of many authoritative people, it's what's what it's going to do to his energy, his stamina, his ability to uh, focus on the presidency in the aftermath of COVID. That is a potential concern. Eight seven 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 two six eight two five five our number. And when we return, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.
1: We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait. an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today.
2: Do your current probiotics offer diversity? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites. Certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide.
0: Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255, our number, or if you prefer to email your question, questions at net. Let's take one of those recorded questions that people called in. Hi, I'm calling about a friend. Uh, she's having gastric bypass for a couple of weeks. Now she's on a uh, liquid diet uh, in preparation for that. I was thinking, I don't know what I can do for her. She can drink a... Uh, uh, broth and she's drinking you know, protein powder. I was thinking of maybe, uh, uh, I mean, or probiotics or something. Is there anything I could do? What would you do for a, uh, that's going to get this, uh, bypass surgery? Uh, what would be a good thing to do now? Okay. You know, when it comes to uh, bypass surgery, uh, it's uh, a big deal. And, uh, you know, because people have a comorbidity, you know, they're very overweight to begin with, uh, their recovery can be a little sketchy. So proper nutrition and proper uh, nutritional support before surgery is very important. So uh, I'm not sure what they're uh, giving her, but they're suggesting that she be on a light diet because it's surgery on the gastrointestinal tract. And in fact, uh, that's why in many surgeries, they recommend uh, NPO, nothing by mouth, in effect, a little bit of a fast. Uh, and so she's being suggested that she have clear liquids to reduce the uh, stomach contents and the intestinal contents. And, you know, the suggestion is that she might do well to take some additional zinc and vitamin C. Those are some of the two key nutrients that are necessary for proper healing. I wouldn't go overboard on the probiotics because, uh, if you take some of these really high potency probiotics, uh, you can actually create uh, a bacterial, uh, excess uh, small intestine bacterial overgrowth and that's not something that you want going into the surgery you might take something gentle like a capsule or two of uh, Dr. Hira's probiotics that would be pretty uh, innocuous and you know a lot of what happens in gastric bypass you know part of it is that you just you have less absorptive surface so you absorb less nutrients and the nutrients the food kind of runs through you but part of what happens and it's been established is that you change your gastrointestinal uh, flora with uh, bypass the anatomical changes uh, change the home for the bacteria where the bacteria live in your intestinal tract and you modify your bacteria into bacteria that are more congenial to weight loss. That's uh, been demonstrated because they take the bacteria from animals that have had gastrointestinal bypass and they give them to animals who haven't and the animals uh, lose weight even without gastrointestinal bypass. Isn't that interesting? So, um, uh, you know, there you have it. But where it really gets interesting is what do you do after gastrointestinal bypass. And there, there's a whole slew of nutrients that get poorly absorbed. So you have to be very careful with nutritional supplementation. We work with many patients who've had uh, gastrointestinal bypass uh, to ensure that they remain in good health afterwards. Because yes, you lose weight, but uh, you can suffer from some pretty severe nutritional deficiencies because of the nature of that surgery. Uh, We have been uh, pitching our Support Our Supplements campaign uh, it's SOS, Save Our Supplements, because Congress is seeking to enlarge FDA's purview over supplements. Um, they're trying to pass a, a bill for mandatory prod, product listing. And it looked like it was an inevitability because uh, the way that they um, wanted to sneak that bill in is as a rider to a necessary appropriation for the Food and Drug Administration. And if the Food and Drug Administration doesn't get appropriation, well, it would just crash and burn. So almost inevitable that this would pass. Well, what's happening? Good news is that uh, some senators are pushing back. Senator Burr, a Republican from North Carolina, the ranking member on the HELP committee, uh, wants to introduce a clean version of the FDA user fee bill that excludes any mandatory product listing or dietary supplement language. So, uh, the, you know, this is not a time for complacency. Uh, keep the pressure up on Congress. Go to drhoffman.com slash ANH. That stands for the Alliance for Natural Health to learn how you can take action because, uh, we want to safeguard our access to supplements going forward. But, you know, so far, some, at least a glimmer of hope that they won't be able to ramrod this bill through Congress, uh, by, by tacking it on, you know, it's like making a sausage. How do you make a sausage? You throw all kinds of crappy ingredients in there and you get a sausage. Well, that's what they're doing with this bill and we want to stop it. 877-726-8255, our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. you picture when you think of aging well daily energy and vitality a healthy sex life maintaining your ability to heal and regenerate berkeley life is dedicated to making these visions a reality their supplement supports nitric oxide levels a foundational molecule supporting a healthy cardiovascular and circulatory system it's never too early to start aging well head to agewellbl.com hoffman and use offer code hoffman for 10 percent off your first order and free shipping that's agewellbl.com hoffman for berkeley life nitric oxide support supplements If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to FlavaNaturals.com. That's FlavaNaturals.com. To sign up for your free full script account, you'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. Drhoffmanstore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877 726 8255, our number. Do you remember the TV show uh, Doogie Hauser, uh, in which uh, a teenager uh, became a doctor? And there was actually some truth to that notion because, uh, as you get older, uh, you notice, especially if you're in the hospital where they have, uh, young, uh, medical students and, uh, doctor trainees, uh, interns and residents in the hospital, uh, they look like Dougie Hauser. They, they like, Oh my goodness, you're my doctor. (laughs) He looks so young because of the change in perspective as you get older, but, uh, Have you heard this story about um the 13 year old who is accepted to medical school that's a real story alina annalee wicker at 13 is on her way to medical school Uh, she just learned that she's been accepted to the university of alabama at birmingham for 2024 through the burroughs welcome scholars early assurance program uh that makes her 10 years younger than the average incoming medical student. And and I actually went to medical school when I was a little early, a little older. Uh, I completed uh, college, and then I worked for a few years, and then I decided I wanted to go to medical school, but it took me some time to accumulate the uh, prerequisites, the credits from the science courses. And by the time I started medical school, I was, I guess, 25. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Uh, she is at 13. A student at both the arizona state university and is simultaneously earning two separate undergraduate degrees in biological sciences uh it's pretty incredible she is a a very mature young lady uh there's a picture of her here uh she is uh african-american and she's a big advocate for stem for uh young girls of color uh in fact um she has set up uh, an advocacy organization called the Brown STEM Girl aimed at providing opportunities to girls of color who are interested in exploring careers in science, technology, engineering, and math. And, uh, she plays soccer, participates in track and field, uh, making her, you know, those are the kinds of things they look for in college and medical school applications. She's well balanced. Uh, her hobbies include going to the arcade with friends, singing, cooking, and traveling. And, uh, Interestingly, uh, she says, statistics would have said I never would have made it. A little black girl adopted from Fontana, California. I'll tell you, I'm from Southern California. Fontana is not the uh, garden spot of the Los Angeles region. I've worked so hard to reach my goals and live my dreams. Uh, Mama, I made it. I couldn't have done it without you. So th- this is fantastic. But I got to say, you know, having been, I can't say I was a, a prodigy, but I was a smart kid. And this is near the when they had kids skip grades and I skipped a grade and it was tough because yeah, intellectually I could keep up with the schoolwork. I was kind of bored with the schoolwork. So they said, well, he's so bored. It's, you know, they've been there, done that with all the stuff that they're teaching him in the, in the, in the third grade. So they skipped me to the fourth grade. And what happens is it's socially, challenging and it i was always the youngest shortest kid and especially with the girls because at a certain age you start getting interested in the girls and when the girls are like uh you know a head taller than you <laughs> and you're trying to go to dances and you're trying to go on dates uh it's tough but uh, ultimately you know it's all it all worked out our number. And um, did you know that chocolate is actually a functional food? It tastes delicious. And it uh, really, really hits your brain in terms of its flavor characteristics. Uh, It also works on your brain and works on your heart. Uh, This, the result of a recent study... Completed at Harvard, showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. So if I sound a little smarter, do I sound a little smarter during today's program? I think I do, because I've had my Flava Naturals uh, cocoa powder. I put it into my decaf and I warmed it up again. And I think it makes me more focused, mentally efficient. Uh But the problem is you'd need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of the studies. Well, Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and Beverages are designed to deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. And their secret is sourcing. They source premium high flavanol cocoa beans, and then they process them naturally so as not to destroy their flavanol content. And the result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day, and it I think it gives me a boost before a long bike ride or a run or uh, a session in the pool. For more information, luscious recipes, and to order, just go to Flavanaturals.com. That's Flavanaturals.com, F-L-A. VA Flavanaturals.com. Get 20% off with coupon code Hoffman at checkout at FlavaNaturals.com. This item has to do with uh yeah, you know, just when you say it thought it was safe to go back in the water. You know, we had the murder hornets, uh, we had COVID, we had uh monkeypox, and now polio? The first U.S. polio case was discovered uh, in nearly a decade, uh, according to health officials in New York. And so uh, a lot of people have said, you know, this is this is reason to reinforce the vaccine message because vaccines work. And I agree that it's very important to take uh, the polio vaccine because polio was a terrible scourge. Uh, If you look at a newspaper uh, from the day I was born, October 7, 1952. By the way, I share a birthday uh, with um, President Putin of Russia. Vladimir Putin and I were born on the same day and date. Uh, 1952, uh, this was three years before the concerted campaign to eradicate polio. And people were very concerned that their kids were going to get polio and develop horrible problems, paralysis and even death. And there's a lot of uh, older adults who have post-polio syndrome because they were born in the 40s or earlier, and uh, they got it when polio was rampant. You know, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, had uh, paralysis from polio. Devastating. So uh, the story is that uh, a person, unidentified person, got polio in the Rockland County area of New York, which is an area where there's been some vaccine refusal because there are a lot of Orthodox Jews, and many have signed on with vaccines, but there's some... Uh, deep, deep suspicion about vaccines and the controversy about uh, the COVID-19 vaccines and their efficacy and the, the misstatements by the CDC have undermined people's confidence in vaccines. So people, unfortunately, are not taking other vaccines that are more, even more plausible and tried and true and effective than the COVID-19 vaccines. So, um, they're really concerned that this could spread. Now, There's more to the story than just, you know, this person refused vaccination. The way that this person is likely to have received the virus is via a person who may have been vaccinated. Here's, here's how that happens. There's two types of polio vaccines. There's the Salk vaccine and the Sabin vaccine. The Salk vaccine is the injectable vaccine, the first vaccine that was introduced. And then because of the ouch, ouch with the injection, they said, it, you know, uh, put it on a sugar cube. That's a more acceptable way to get the vaccine. The problem is that the oral vaccine is not dead. It's live. It gives you a attenuated case of polio, very attenuated, very mild. But unfortunately. Under selection pressure, just like the COVID-19 uh, virus is evolving and uh, eluding uh, immunity and vaccines and resistance and medications, uh, the polio vac- the poliovirus that was administered with the oral polio vaccine uh, is mutating to become more virulent and to become potentially transmissible, and that is the likely scenario by which this unvaccinated individual got a case of polio in 2022. And so, and you might say, well, why are they still administering the oral vaccine? Well, in 2000, they stopped authorizing it for use in the United States. But in other countries uh, across the world, it's easier to administer, you know, there's no ouch. And you just put a sugar cube on a kid's tongue and voila, you've got immunity. Uh, it is likely, that the person who brought it in, uh, may have come from a foreign country where the oral vaccine is still utilized. And, but it's unclear what's happening, but you know, it kind of emphasizes that, uh, regardless of what you think about the new vaccine, the COVID vaccines, uh, maybe you think, well, you know, it's milder now. I'll take my chances. When it comes to other diseases, it's important to get, uh, immunization, uh, especially now that polio is out and about 877-726-8255. Our number that number available to you 24 seven. So uh, call us now or record a question or send your questions to questions at drhoffman.net. This is intelligent medicine. Fish oil provides the vital omega-3s EPA and DHA that support your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including a nutrient-dense vegan option. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically-researched active ingredients, and with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash HOFFMAN for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. 877-726-8255, our number. We're open for questions or comments during the program or you can call 24 365 and record a question. Um, okay, so... When it comes to the use of antidepressants, which, by the way, is soaring, a very high uh, uh, double-digit uh, percentage of Americans taking antidepressant medications, particularly what are called the SSRIs, the Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. And the theory here is that they boost serotonin, which is deficient. In a lot of people, it is said that the people have a chemical imbalance and that we're simply correcting it by using these powerful antidepressant medications. And by raising serotonin, uh, you can impact mood. And it, it's a little like a, like a vitamin deficiency. Say you're deficient in vitamin B12 and you're feeling lousy and you can't think straight and you have, uh, numbness and tingling in your extremities. And so you take, uh, vitamin B1 or vitamin B12 and you're better, uh, cause it just normalizes your levels. So another example is hypothyroidism. Uh, it's a condition which is easy to identify. Uh, you feel lethargic you can't lose weight, your skin is dry, uh, you're very susceptible to the cold. And then you take thyroid medication, which is identical to what your thyroid makes. And it's available by prescription. And then it brings your thyroid hormones into the normal range. And you feel good. Same thing with testosterone replacement for men in andropause. They have low T. The same with uh, women who go through menopause, you give them back some estrogen, progesterone, and they feel good. And it's it's natural. So that was actually the prevailing narrative about the efficacy of SSRIs, which, by the way, they, they do work. They do work, but they don't work in everyone. Uh, there are a lot of people who are refractory, who don't respond to SSRIs. And so they did a big study. And I don't, I'm looking at the study very carefully. I don't think they have an ax to grind against the pharmaceutical industry. They're not Scientologists who don't believe in medication under any circumstances. The study was published on July 20th online in Molecular Psychiatry. And they did a very exhaustive review uh, looking at numerous studies since the 1960s. And here's what they found. According to senior author Mark Horowitz, who's got a bunch of credentials, he's an MD, PhD at University College in London. We found no consistent evidence in the main avenues of serotonin research that there is an association between serotonin and depression. We found no support for the hypothesis that lower serotonin activity or concentrations are responsible for depression. It's not an evidence-based statement, he says, that depression is caused by low serotonin. If we were more honest and transparent with patients, we should tell them that an antidepressant might have some use in numbing their symptoms, but it's extremely unlikely that it will be the solution or cure for their problem. Wow, (laughs) how novel. Uh, The theory that low serotonin levels may be the cause of depression was first proposed in the 1960s with the invention of these drugs. The investigators note, however, there was only one of several hypotheses. Nevertheless, the idea caught on and has been influential for decades and provides an important justification for the use of antidepressants. You, you know, you just have a chemical imbalance and we're going to fix it. You know, let's give you back something which your body is lacking. And recent surveys show that 80% or more of the public is now sold on this theory. Most, according to Dr. Horowitz, the author of this study, most people think that depression is caused by a, quote, chemical imbalance in their brains or by low serotonin. And this is what many doctors tell patients who are depressed. It's kind of reassuring. It's like, look, it's not your fault you're depressed. It's not your job, your spouse, your life circumstances, your attitude, uh, or your diet, which we know has a big impact, um, your lack of exercise, uh, et cetera. Uh, it's, you just have a chemical imbalance, so we're going to fix you right up. Uh, they did a meta-analysis of 19 studies looking at a metabolite of serotonin called 5-HIAA in the cerebrospinal fluid, because, you know, looking at it in the urine, okay, well, maybe you need to look at it in the brain. Well, how do you access, can't stick a needle in the brain. So you just get some, you do spinal tap and you look at levels in the spinal fluid That is the fluid that circulates around in the brain. Well, they found no evidence of an association between 5-HIA concentrations and depression. So uh, Horowitz says to say that any chemical causes depression is probably a very suspect statement because depression is a complex emotional and behavioral state that, of course, involves chemicals. But the idea that can be pinpointed on a single chemical seems very unlikely. He continues, the endless search for a single magic bullet chemical that causes depression is probably looking in the wrong place because there's such strong evidence that circumstances of our lives, stressful life events, poverty, work insecurity, relationships have a strong effect on the risk of depression. So he continues, our time is better spent by changing circumstances that lead to depression rather than trying to decipher the chemical equation of depression. The study findings call antidepressant use into question. And uh, here's an item that um, accompanies this, is high-dose vitamin B6 supplementation, according to a recent study, also July 2022, reduces anxiety. So in this study, they found that vitamin B6 supplementation reduced self-reported anxiety and... uh, and and reduced uh, the risk of depression. So uh, there you have it in terms of there's nutritional support avenues. We need to look at hormones. We need to look at life circumstances. We need to take a more holistic approach. Also, there's evidence that anxiety may result from inflammation of the brain. It may result from insulin resistance in the brain due to a high carbohydrate diet. Ups and downs of blood sugar may play a role. We need to take a multifaceted approach because a considerable percentage of people who take these SSRI medications get no relief or incomplete relief because their psychiatrists are one-note Charlie's when it comes to drug interventions. 877-726-8255.